Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to episode 005 of Just Shut Up and Listen. It's called Shut Up and Listen. Yes, that is the title of our actual podcast. <laughs> so we want to thank Carl, our producer, for uh, Carl at Understand Health for being our amazing producer for our podcast. And we're going to talk about self-talk today. Sort of? Dialogue shift. Dialogue shifts. But a lot of people might not know what that means. Yeah. And how you're, when you're inside dialogue shifts, how it influences how you're dialoguing with others. Right. <clears throat> and like a, I mean, you can totally control what that looks like. Like it can be for, for good or for evil. We're trying to encourage people to do it for positive change. <laughs> I would hope. Yeah. Hey man, there might be someone out there that's just kind of got like a great plot to take over the world, like Pinky and the Brain. What do you want to do tonight? The same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world. I I I can't deny that that might be real. Yeah. To each their own. We all. <laughs> no have, judge. Yeah. No judgment. Right. We all have purpose. <laughs> How else do you think we come up with those great movies? Exactly. We have to have some evil in the world. Absolutely. <laughs> it's. <laughs> World domination. Well, we're kind of trying to do that, too. So In know. a very peaceful and loving, but but aggressive way. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to aggressively peace and love we, you. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. Uh, um, we, are, we are rebels in our own industry. Is that yeah. what you're trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's one of those things that's really interesting because that, you know, need to do it at my most authentic state in the beauty industry, which has brought me to a point where if I'm really doing sustainable beauty the way it should be mm-hmm. with where our planet and everything is right now, I shouldn't be selling shit. Right. That's like, awkward. It's super awkward when your whole <laughs> revenue stream is retailing products, but the deeper, you know, you get into your whole thing, which is part of the dialogue thing too is it's like you're getting pulled in these different directions of you know when you're you're climbing into your integrity and your your intuitiveness and you're you're trying to you know say to yourself you're doing it right mm-hmm. you're doing the right things and and then you know the outside world comes in is like but you're not successful because you don't have you know xyz as it was dictated to you and your sales last year didn't exceed x blah blah mm-hmm amount and you're like I'm a failure but then you know you get a, a message from someone about how they've had a life shift and you're like I'm winning yes <laughs> and it's really very hard. quickly you go yeah. from one polar opposite to the other yeah yeah good times yeah I, yeah I feel that yeah I feel that so we're all just learning as we go we're learning as we go yeah just trying to figure it out mm-hmm. so I think when we first decided about what our topics were going to be for the podcast, I think we want to talk about dialogue shift because that's something that we both help our clients with uh, very regularly. Like I'm constantly seeing that in people and then challenging them on something that they will say to me is truth or something that they believe. And then I, so then I have to question that for them and it just kind of floors them. Um, not in a bad way. It floors them of, uh, oh, wow, I don't, I don't actually know where that came from. I better think about that. Yeah. And you have the same thing with, with your people. Yeah. So. I'm just thinking about the first time when we started, you know, doing events and, and, and working together. And it had probably been quite a few months of us doing that, um, where then I said to you, ah, oh, I should like sit down with you one day and get you to set me up with a skincare program. And you just, and you just said, why, like, why do you think you need that? And I was like, 
Um, oh, because that's what the marketing told me on the TV from the time I was little that, you know, that you need to do this and this and this mm -hmm. and this. And then, then only then are you doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. So you challenged that for me and, and it was really fascinating. Yeah. And that's, that's my everyday life. Yeah. People are coming to me because the, the habits of beauty consuming I don't like that word, but right now we are consuming beauty. So I have to use that word. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's that whole, what am I doing to help my clients shift from consuming beauty to becoming consciously beautiful? Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's not a purchase. Mm -hmm. It's a practice. And when a client comes in, or is like, well, I need the thing. And I ask them, do you? Mm -hmm. And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay, tell me more. And then they tell me more. I'm like, well, what does your skin have to say about it? And they're, they don't understand what I mean by that. It's because they've never asked their skin what their skin wants. Right. And, um, you know, I sit down and, and use some great modern contraptions to help me actually determine what kind of help the skin needs and actually do a consultation based on a concern mm -hmm. and a reality like, is your skin hungry for a snack or thirsty for water? And then breaking down because, you know, even simple words like moisturizer have been so, like, unexplained. And words like moisturizing and hydrating are so interchanged when they're entirely different experiences for the skin. And where you live and your lifestyle. But everyone comes in, I need a moisturizer. Do you? That's so cool. It's so cool. Yeah. And then it changes their understanding of what they need. And then they're more questioning of right. when they go into a, you know, a retail store and someone's just selling them something because, well, everyone needs that. No, mm -hmm. there's no something everyone needs. That's like you selling a supplement that everyone gets right. that thing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, no, everyone's different. Everyone's you know, everyone got needs their own so thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's just that mental awareness that... Um, we don't necessarily need it because someone told us we need it mm -hmm. because there's lots of people telling us what we need because it's profit. Mm -hmm. It's consume. It's not, they're not actually looking out for your best interest. Yeah. And that's making me think of, so one of the chapters that I'm working on in my book right now is cleansing your doors of perception, which I have a blog on as well, which is all of the filters and all of the, you know, blinders and all of the stuff that is implanted into you from TV and magazines and billboards and family and friends, like, like all of these mm. things and all of them are relevant because when it comes to food, people, people have to go through these, these thought processes based on the things that they've been told that they believe are true and cleansing them is really hard because for some, for some people that I work with. This is decades and decades of training, of the, but this is the right way. But is it? Like, let's let's question that. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really hard work for it a is. lot of people. And what's, what is at 20 years and 30 years and 40 years is different. Totally. Like, there is no one thing that's great for everyone for your whole life. Yeah. Like, the things that were appropriate for me in so many ways in my 20s when I was an entirely different human mm -hmm. have zero to no application to me now, but if... I hadn't been open to the shifts that were be, I wouldn't be the human I am. Mm -hmm. And so it's that whole thing of 
everything is constantly shifting and moving and it's the open-mindedness that gives yourself the opportunity to grow and progress mm -hmm. and holding space for when someone wants to share something with you that makes you a little uncomfortable and kind of changes the voice in your head. Poke, 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 poke. <laughs> yeah, right? What yeah. should be the sound effect for that? When know. you say something to someone and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. I don't know. I hear angels. Ah, beep, beep. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing like a cartoon character, like, let's keep digging keep poking there's something there oh there's something there let's poke yeah. it poke yeah. are there. you uncomfortable are you uncomfortable i want yeah. to keep that's searching. one of my favorite questions with my clients am i making you uncomfortable <laughs> yeah and i'm like good and i'm doing it right then i'm doing my job right yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think we talked about this in relationship to veganism a few times oh okay yeah. oh yeah mm -hmm. absolutely the, the big veganism thing which you know for those of you who don't know, Nikki's vegan and Raina is not vegan. And um, guess what? We're still friends. Still really good friends. <laughs> We're still really good friends. Not a problem. And um, it's not. Like for us, it's um, I totally allow Raina to make the choices she knows are best for her. I don't get to decide that for her any more than she gets to decide it for me. And, you know, even when I go through like health dips and things like that where you know my vitamin b is in the shitter because i haven't been taking care of myself and my iron's on the flat line because i haven't been really a responsible vegan she doesn't come at me as a nutritionist saying why don't you eat some meat she like supports me in what's right for me mm -hmm. and just like the time Raina sat on my couch <clears throat> eating ham and deli ham and pate on a cracker on a cracker i didn't get sick get the fuck out of my house Smoking delicious. You, you meat eating monster. Because <laughs> I trust that Raina is making the best decisions for herself based on what she feels is right for her. I love that story. And um, I also, we also did nutrition work to like, and this is something I think people think that as a holistic nutritionist, you'll put someone on something like how I thought with you will put me on a skin program. Um, I worked with you, and it was like, what, a year and a half later, you became vegan? Like, you evolved into that. I didn't put you on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I didn't get you there. Yeah. You just got more in tune with your body yeah. and made some upgrades, and then yeah. that was that was, that was was your next evolution. Yeah. And it wasn't my first attempt at veganism. Right. I dismally failed because... You were past a, past a vegan. I was past, past a right? vegan, and because um, I was, at that phase of my, phases of my life, I was doing it only for ethical reasons mm -hmm. or as ethical as I, as I feel it, because right. for me, um, I just struggle with eating meat because I do connect with animals on that level where eating them doesn't feel right to me. Mm -hmm. And that's just my perception of meat and the treatment of animals. So, and that's like that whole thing of, um, of the other side of that is we're meant to eat meat mm -hmm. and everyone can like ebb and flow with their, with their thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. And, so for me to come into a place where I was choosing veganism for health and environmental impact and um, ethics, that's yeah. where my, my full circle success came because um, I was making, there was more things involved in each of my meal decision-making processes to make it healthy for my life. Mm -hmm. Instead of just eating 99 cent bag of pasta and like no animals were hurt in this. But, but yeah, my body can't live on pasta alone. Yeah, so it's like you're. Yeah, I'm checking some of the boxes, but I also feel like shit because I'm not getting any. I'm not getting proper nutrition. Not getting proper nutrition. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's not easy. Like that's a lot of work. It's yeah. a big commitment. Yeah, and um, 
yeah, it's so that's one of those things too with the whole, you know, dialogue shift is like when we take it outside of ourselves is when um, we make these sort of decisions for ourselves and we're so um, in tune with where we are with that and we're so comfortable with where we are with that that we start to impose it on others. Mm-hmm. And um, I think for me that's a big part of where dialogue comes from is when we hear things from other people that's super negative because they're not holding space for our diversity, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it would be like if if I had come to you as a vegan and you were to come at me and say, vegan's not right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever, I probably would have got very defensive of you. Of course. Even though you had valuable information for me, I couldn't be open-minded to it because mm-hmm. – of the, the way we were speaking to each other mm-hmm. on the matter. And I think that's where a huge part of where our own compassion for ourselves gives us the ability to be more compassionate towards others. Mm-hmm. And um, just like I didn't, you know, yell at you for eating your pate and ham on my couch. You didn't even give me a sideways glance. Yeah. You just didn't give a shit. Yeah. And neither did I. I never asked permission to do that. Yeah. You just did it. But I also appreciate that you didn't leave it all over my kitchen counter. Of course And not. be like, like that you were, be rude. well, you were respectful about <laughs> the whole thing, and <laughs> so that's like to so me. Can I eat bacon here now? <laughs> still cooking here. Oh, it's so gross. <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, I think what I, I understand your point from before, and I think that's one of the biggest parts for me about it is that uh, is that when people are um, and I and I understand that that's why people when they feel that something is so right for them. They just want to preach it to everyone. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's great. Like I love when people are passionate about things, but passionate anger at an issue and passion anger at other humans for not being involved in that issue, like are two very different things. Very different. And so for me, so for me, what would be the best way? And I, and, and when like people, and I have a blog called the five truths about going vegan. People ask me all the time if I'm vegan, they assume that I am. I eat vegan. Like, I'm a plant-based nutritionist. I eat vegan, but I also eat meat. So if someone were tried to, were, if someone tried to uh, decide to convince me that I needed to go vegan long-term for my, for, for the planet or for my health or whatever, the best way for them to do that would be to be so excited about how great they feel and all of the positives about it. That's, that would be the only way for me to be like, hmm, yeah. I'll consider that, yeah. right? Like, just like you said before, when you're coming at it negatively, I'm automatically going to go on defensive and be like, yeah. no, I'm not interested in talking to you. Right. I don't even care about the information you have. Mm-hmm. Just you are turning me off. Yeah. Because you're making it not accessible to me. Yeah. It's not. Because, well, not in a certain, but I think it's a place of ego to defend what we're already doing. Right. Because I what I'm doing is not wrong. Right. It's just wrong to you. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm going to defend myself to you because you're coming at me in a way that like, that's just lizard brain stuff. It like, is totally yeah. lizard brain. So and that's applying to, this is applying to everything. Everything. Yeah. yeah. And, um, anytime co- someone comes at me with just soft qu- questions mm-hmm. and kindness mm-hmm. and gives me that chance to explore my own bullshit that brought me yeah. to where I am. It's that seed planting. Totally. And it's okay to question yourself. And it's okay to change your mind again at any time. Yeah. 
I was I'm back. super happy being vegan right now. Mm-hmm. I might not be super happy being vegan in a few years. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like. But You're I'm also yeah. not going to feel ashamed later if I do go the other way again. Because um, it doesn't make me more or less of a person than I am mm-hmm. in my heart, my soul, and what I'm doing and, and how I bring myself to the world every day. It's just a detail mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. and how I, how I choose to exist on this planet. And um, I'm not going to, you know, turn my internal dialogue into a shame spiraling mm-hmm. thing because that's like a super unhealthy place. That's like all my hard work to be healthy and eat healthy and exercise and bring balance and harmony and self-massage and all these little things I bring to myself every day. If I'm sitting in this cesspool of darkness in my head because I'm subscribing to a bunch of mental bullshit that's being thrown at me, what's the point? It's like, it's, it's messing with my juju anyways. You know what I mean? Darkness cesspool. <laughs> Gluminous doom. <laughs> uh, as we're talking about uh, dialogue shift and food, I want to bring in something that I see very regularly, which is people having these internal conversations with themselves as they go through the process of making their food choices for the day. And if they... If we are still in a place where we have all those blinders up, all those, you know, those doors of perception have not been cleansed, then what happens is that we get, we get attached to our choices that we, we're attached to our choices in the way that they become us. So for, for instance, what I'm trying to say is people will say to me, um, okay, how was your day? I was bad today because I ate a piece of chocolate cake and some ice cream that was in my freezer so it's like well that's just a bad choice you're not a bad person Mm -hmm. because you ate that you just that was maybe not the best choice for you um that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't change your being but we identify our choices as as us and it's fascinating yeah so when i when i challenge people on that it's they're totally like like then they're like, oh, of course, yeah, no, I'm overall, I'm a good person, <laughs> yeah. Just because I made that, but it, it, it that starts the process of looking at it differently, um, and and looking at it more of like, um, you know, how do like how do I nourish myself instead? Like how do I want to feel instead? Getting more conscious about it instead of getting caught up in that, because again, again, that's a marketing thing. Oh, if you're doing it this way, you're doing it bad, you're bad, you need to buy this product or do it this way, and then you're good. Mm-hmm. So that that's how they claw in and, and prey on us, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's and, wild. Um, what I stuff think sticks. Yeah, what I think is really interesting with it too, I mean, just to take it kind of to that next level, is when you're having that, you're already there. You've got the cookie half in your mouth, half in your hand. Mm-hmm. You've already made the decision you're eating the cookie. Mm-hmm. At that point... Don't let the shame spiral start. Just right. be like, you know what? This is going in and it's going to taste damn good. And I'm, I'm going to really love it. I enjoy it. Because I'm eating it. And we got into this with Scott, didn't we, yeah. too? We were yeah. like, just eat. really enjoy the heck and out of it. That's what Scott it. said. Yeah. 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 At that point, don't eat it and like tell your body that you're, oh, I'm you so know, bad. I'm so bad yeah. and I'm going to get overweight mm-hmm. and this is, you know, contributing to all my blah, blah, insert problem here. Yes. And then have your body respond to that because now your body's responding to that negativity that's happening when 
just eat the damn cookie, eat the damn chocolate, eat the ice cream if you're there. If that's if you're your already there. moment. Yeah. yeah. And and just be present with it because it's happening. And everyone's making poor choices constantly. It's, I mean, I am. Oh, my Are God. you? Raina, I can't even. <laughs> like, I wake up in the morning and I'm hoping I at least get a 50-50 split on good versus poor. But, you know, on a good day, I'll make 70% good choices. Yes. But um, at the end of the day, you kind of do your recap and be like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. All in all. All in all. Yeah. I feel like I straight on the straight and narrow on that. But... <laughs> You get stuck in your own bullshit. It's so like many said. choices throughout the day. And like, yes, so many things. So many things. Yesterday, I opened an email, got triggered AF. Then I couldn't eat. Yeah. I couldn't do the things. I was had Which the, is good. Yeah. Because your digestion would, wouldn't have, not been, have been great. Yeah. Anymore. And I had the skin prickles. Yeah. And I had the whole thing. And I let myself get on the negative mm-hmm. internal dialogue train. And it, it happens so fast, right? So like, fast. One minute, I'm like, oh, that's the email. And I. As a person, I do like to say I am body aware mm-hmm. and connected. I felt the prickle in my hands and feet. I knew my adrenals had been activated. And I knew I was not in a good place to make any decisions because I was poisoned in fight or flight. There was no bear. No bear. My body perceived a bear because I was emotionally triggered by an email I opened. And um, instead of just being present, taking a moment and taking a breath... I went into problem-solving crisis repairing mode and started making a fucking shitstorm of poor choices because it was not the time to be making <laughs> the choices and decisions. It's just not the time at all. No, it's time to be <laughs> connecting with why am I triggered so badly right now? What can I do to get myself out of fight or flight? But by the time I read that email, 15 <laughs> minutes later in my head, the green vanity was going out of business. I was declaring bankruptcy. We were going to be homeless on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. None of that was real. That's not real. None of it was even close to real. That's a great anxiety train, though, that you oh. got there really quick. Remember the one I was telling you about where if I haven't had a food in a while, I'll be like, like, remember, it was, the, it was almonds. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I've had almonds in a while. I was so excited. And then as soon as I put them in my mouth, I was like, Nikki, sometimes I have this anxiety thing where if I haven't had a food, like a food in a while, I'll be like, what if I've developed an allergy to this food? And that allergy is very severe, so I get scared. What if I magically have this new allergy to almonds and I'm going to die? And I go from about to enjoy eating almonds to I'm going to probably die. Die, because there's no EpiPen around here. No. And I have an allergy that I don't know about. Yeah. That's anxiety for you, folks. right there. (laughs) There it is. And it happens. It happens. Yeah. And it's just being aware of knowing what your body's telling you. And changing the dialogue as soon as yes, you can. as soon as you can. And yeah. you have to be conscious in order to and see it. And Because otherwise you just you just buy into it. Oh, you absolutely. You can't even separate yourself from yeah. it. Yeah, and you're telling yourself a great-ass story. Yeah. And it's like in your body, that story you're telling yourself is happening. Mm-hmm. It's happening and your body's responding to it as it's happening. Yeah. When it's not even real. It's not even real. Yeah, it's fascinating. It's not even real. <laughs> There we go. There's an audio. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah, this is, um, you know, this is all pretty applicable yeah. to everything, but especially to what, what we do for people and how we're sort of changing their perceptions and trying to get them just to just freaking listen to their own bodies instead yeah. of the crap that they've been Yeah, and taking the things taught. that we're, like, we're all we're Indoctrinated. All That's the word I was looking for. Indoctrinated. All the stuff we've been indoctrinated with. And being compassionate. Yeah. Because we're all experiencing the same things every day. We're experiencing the choices. We're experiencing this freaking fancy pants, busy hustle 
thing. Embrace the hustle. Embrace the hustle. Barf. And then, (laughs) Carl, throw a vomit sound in there. (laughs) Embrace the hustle. So over it. And then if, if we're experiencing it and we're sitting in presence with someone and we identify they're experiencing it, Mm. hold compassion for Mm -hmm. it and just let them navigate where they're at because we're all at varying levels of discovering our minds and discovering our bodies and discovering our beauty and discovering our health Mm -hmm. and discovering where we are ethically and where our compass is and how we feel comfortable with the moral compass as we see it Mm -hmm. because everyone's moral compass is variable based to what we know from uh, culturally to religion and these things are huge factors and no one's doing it you know better than the rest mm-hmm. we're all just doing the best we can and when when we're holding space for people in a way that allows them to be their best selves they can continue being their best selves and just planting our seeds of knowledge in each other so we can all just keep growing yes and I like that I like that uh, visual of planting the seeds because I feel like uh when I'm engaging with someone, there's always back and forth. Some they say something that makes me, wow, that's uh, that's a great perspective, or I or I'm learning something, and then and then vice versa, I'll say something to them, and they're like, wow, that's blah blah. Or I mean, of course, you could take it on the negative, and you're just triggering each other back and forth. Mm-hmm. But but um, when it's when it's coming when they're both coming from a place of compassion, you're just up leveling each other mm-hmm. like over and over. You can watch it bounce back and forth. Mm-hmm. It's really quite beautiful. Yeah. And it's okay to not accept someone else's perspective, but to still hold space for it. You know, because there's I don't have to agree. No, but yeah. I can. I can hear you. I can hear that. That's that's your experience. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. be happy for you that you're enjoying your your that your you're experience. happy there. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. So, how do you think? Like, okay, ha- if someone was, if someone's listening to this and they're like, that, like, that's interesting. I want to sort of learn to not get there, but I want to be more aware of this now like what do you think would be a, like good advice for someone whether it's beauty or food or what to start paying more attention and being able to notice that that self-talk that dialogue internal dialogue um obviously I can only make reference to myself because mm-hmm. I've only I can only ever speak to it how I've experienced it um for a very long time I didn't have that proper connection between my mind and my body. Mm -hmm. They were very separate. And when my mind was doing something, I wasn't paying attention to what my body was doing. Mm -hmm. And then when I kind of had that aha moment where I'm like, well, they're kind of the same. um, I started, it was always a bit delayed. I'd have the emotional experience. And then later I would be like, oh, why do I feel cold now? Right. And then it would be like, because you had an adrenaline mm-hmm. situation mm-hmm. and now you're getting the after and you're not in that really crazy headspace anymore. So now you feel cold. And then I would, it, I got better and better. So that when I was in the moment, I would feel the hot and the mm-hmm. prickles. So now the closer I could get it to the moment I was in, the better I could do at, uh, getting on top of it faster mm-hmm. and, um, understanding that not the only part of changing the dialogue but is, but changing the dialogue and believing yourself. If you're just kind of going through like some Instagram quotes in your brain and hoping to convince yourself, that's different than actually believing in yourself and taking that moment and slowing your breath and mm-hmm. allowing yourself that time to believe in yourself mm-hmm. and take that moment. And um, it's, it's there's so many possibilities. We all have our own things. I like uh, some of my triggers 
are um, like failure related. Mm-hmm. So when something comes at me and I perceive it as a failure, and that can be a like on your part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things like to, to someone can throw a failure at, whether it's parenting or mm-hmm. um, my business or um, being a not as epic a friend as I want to be or I'm not managing my time or I'm like whatever and since I am of a type a personality I am a bit of a perfectionist and when I get triggered that I'm somehow failing Mm -hmm. at something I can fly off the deep end so fast and those are the moments where you have to dig deep and find the things that you're so great at and that you've done such a great job and the progress you've made and Believe yourself mm-hmm. when you say it, and it helps pull you back to a positive mind frame again. And breathe. 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 Mm-hmm. breathe. Are you sure that you're a beauty expert? <laughs> well, it's my pants I know better. <laughs> my pants kind of make me look like I'm not Have a beauty expert. Have you pants? seen my pants? Because <laughs> um, that's very, you know, that's very yogic philosophy but it is the fastest way to get people conscious yeah and, and sort of tune it but it's all the same yeah because i mean let's face it six seven years ago i was selling beauty as a like i was like a dictator mm-hmm. you're gonna come in here and i'm gonna tell you what beauty is sit in my chair sit in and my I chair will lecture i will you yeah i will tell you what beauty is and mm-hmm. what the trends are mm-hmm. and the 82 steps you need to do and the budget you need to make and mm. the children you need to sell mm-hmm. so that you can mm-hmm. afford the privilege of beauty. Mm-hmm. Or I can let you in on the little secret of, guess what? You're already beautiful. Yeah, right. And um, sorry that due to greed-driven brands that you have to actually dig through a personal dialogue about that mm-hmm. and uh, give yourself self-worth. Because if someone breaks down your self-worth enough, they can sell you a whole bunch of shit. That's irrelevant. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. We live in Kelowna. My skin is fucking dry. Mm -hmm. I need skincare products. My skin's uncomfortable and it's red and it hurts. Yeah. So I'm not saying all beauty products are shit. It's just there's a difference between maintaining your skin and maintaining your health and participating in rituals that bring you Mm self-worth than having a negative self-dialogue that you're trying to cover yourself up because you're ugly. Wow. And there's a big difference in between. And the amount of products that women buy mm-hmm. for the second is unbelievable. Yeah. And literally, it's not a joke, but I say it, the box of shame under the sink that all of us have as women is indicating of that. Mm-hmm. Of the products we bought in a moment of, of vulnerability, yeah. um, mental you know, we were so vulnerable. We walked into the store because we've been taught about retail therapy. Retail therapy. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. one more product. You'll be then happy. you'll feel better. Yeah. But one more product. You'll be beautiful. Mm-hmm. Then you get home with it. You spend money you didn't have. And now you feel ashamed to look at it. So you throw it in the box or the basket or the drawer under the sink. So you have to look at it every day. Yet every time you go there, you see it mm-hmm. with all of its little friends that you've bought along the years too. Yet you can't get rid of it because the money's attached to it and right. a strange memory of the choice you made. So like there's this whole perverse thing that's continuing to trigger the negative dialogue, which keeps you going to overbuy the products. The whole thing's quite like demented. It's It's so demented. Yeah. And I think in my industry, that is, I would say trying to make the switch from, uh, buying, you know, supplements or products or foods that you, uh, think are healthy 
compared to what is the simplest way to nourish and practices and practices instead of just practices. buying more because you can spend thousands in the health food store buying all sorts of things and fancy things that are you know chemically put together instead of just going and eating a fucking apple just yeah. eat fucking food <laughs> eat some, like you don't eat need some, all of these yeah. crazy newfangled yeah. start with some fruits and vegetables and water to, yeah yes Go build on there. build on yeah yeah that's fascinating so okay so that's yeah i mean yeah. that's great advice and for people just to be able to to start tuning in yeah and i think that the more the more that we talk about this to people the more that they will also start spreading that with their friends mm-hmm. right because when you once you get conscious of these things it's hard not to talk about it with other people yeah because then you'll start seeing it in them and you'll be like oh man that was me a few months ago, and I mean, and I yeah. like I wish that they were where I'm at now because it's it makes things so much easier, or it's making me feel better about myself, or whatever it is that you want to keep spreading that that knowledge. One of the things wisdom. I found fascinating is I was kind of going through my my. I mean, don't get me wrong; I'm still doing the freaking personal growth thing, but when I was making, oh, like, I thought you were done. Oh yeah, you know what? <laughs> I reached entitled or entitled. <laughs> I'm entitled to enlightenment. I'm entitled to enlightenment. Um, When I started recognizing my own things, because I was trying to fill holes with retail therapy too, Mm -hmm. and buying things I couldn't really afford, and then feeling weird about it, and then having to be tight on groceries, and then feeling even more ashamed about it, and there was like this all weird Mm -hmm. stuff that was happening. Then when I broke free of that, and started just getting the things that were important, Mm -hmm. and that fit with my lifestyle and fit with my um, integrity, I would see a friend buying things and instead of being like, oh, she's shopping, I'd be like, oh, I hope she's feeling okay today. Right. Maybe I should reach out. Yeah. I see that she just put a big haul on mm-hmm. her Instagram today of all the stuff she bought. Maybe I should just reach on. out yeah. because that's a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of stuff usually equates to a lot of emotional stuff. And a lot of the times when I would do that, sure enough, they were they were dealing with some sort of uh, personal upheaval. Mm-hmm. And they defaulted to that great and wonderful dopamine hit that makes you feel good right now. Yeah. Whether it's for food, shopping drugs, mm-hmm. whatever. It's that's that's the moments where we're vulnerable. Yeah. And you were seeking that hit. Yeah. That dopamine feels good. We're all just junkies. We're all just junkies. But to know that in the next weeks that those things will all just be in a box under the sink. Yeah. With all that negative all energy and feelings attached. attached to it. Yeah. And that's even more than just as them as humans. It's like the planet can't take that. Totally. The planet can't take that anymore. So we, we need to get to that point where we're making decisions when we're not vulnerable mm-hmm. and in a place of, um, like, brainwash. Mm-hmm. I cleanse and purge instead of retail therapy. I know that's not necessarily better, but the things have already been bought. So yeah. Now I'm just... And to be clear, she's talking about cleanse and purge of things. Oh my not, god, thanks. Um, I meant purging things. vomiting. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. Oh, insert vomiting again. No, no, no. No, no, no. I meant things. Very minimalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's taken me. That's a long time to get there. 
Absolutely. Anyways, there's tons of different ways to deal with your shit other than buying mm-hmm. more shit. Yeah. And a huge part That's of that is, is creating your tribe of people yeah. that you can be your authentic self with. And when you're vulnerable, you can say, ah, oh, the visa's in my hand. Yes. I'm headed this to the happening. mall. Yes. Help me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm about to make some freaking dopamine related errors. <laughs> oh my God, that's good. <laughs> uh, t-shirt. <laughs> I'm on the verge of dopamine related fucking decisions. <laughs> okay, that's great. I think we should wrap it up right there. That's a yeah. great end. <laughs> Unless you have any parting thoughts. I, I don't. I feel like that's I feel like that kind of pretty epic. It. Yeah. Connect your connect yourself Mm -hmm. your mind and your body are related your body responds to things your mind is telling it Mm -hmm. and when you're when you get to a place where you can feel it in your body you can pull yourself in faster and help yourself change your dialogue so that you can change which way that anxiety train is running that's very empowering thanks Mm great now you know we're basically saying just shut up and listen yeah basically (laughs) which is perfect yeah